Hello and welcome to the Super Turd Podcast with your host, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert, where we'll talk real estate, sports, business, and beer in the triangle. And now, here's your host, Michael Turbot. And welcome to the Super Turf Super Turf Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Turbin, your local real estate expert with the Ida Turbin Group, Cobalt Banker HPW, aka Super Turb, aka Coach Turb. And I can't thank you enough for joining me on the my 39th podcast where I talk real estate, business, sports, and beer in a triangle. And I've got an awesome guest here today, Dan Severis. That's correct. All right. And um, cool thing about Dan, he's, he helps. He's a board member for an organization that is dear to my heart, the Triangle Beagle Rescue of North Carolina. And uh, I've got three beagles at home, Jingle, Max, and Sparky, all through TVR. And uh, I wanted Dan to come on the show today just to talk about what he does for, like say, TBR, Triangle Beagle Rescue, talk more about the organization and uh, get to know you a little bit more and do and why you do what you do. And yeah. I'm going to have everyone see your tattoos as well before we yeah. get off cool, this. Cool. But obviously, Dan, before I start in, you know, the interview, I always like to do a real estate update with what's going on in the market. As we all know, it's December 16th, if you're listening to this now, here in the Triangle. And again, Triangle, for anybody listening on Apple's podcast, Spotify, that's Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Wake County in North Carolina. Uh, guys, the market has not slowed down. Sure, people are getting excited about the holidays. They're excited about family I know COVID is still amongst us, but people are out and about traveling. They're having more parties, seeing one another. But I'm going to tell you a little bit of story, a little story that happened to us last weekend. We don't win every deal. We try to. That's why we say who you work with matters. That's what you why you work with Turb. But we had a, a property. I say we. It was a listing. We weren't had, didn't have this listing, but we were representing a buyer uh, for a home in Cary. It was $400,000. It was a split level, renovated. Uh, we offered 70000 over asking with 60000 due diligence. And for anybody listening, due diligence is money that you offer the seller. And it's non-refundable if you don't buy the home. It gets credited back to you at closing as part of your down payment. But we went 70000 over, 60 k due diligence. We even offered the seller 45 days seller possession post-closing for free so they could stay in the home. And we didn't get it. I've also heard through the grapevine someone offered 101000 over asking, didn't get it. So my my guts tell me they sold it for about one hundred twenty five thousand over. In saying that, guys, people are renting right now. We have people moving here from out of state. They tell us seventy plus people a, a day are moving into the triangle. I think it's more. There's so many reasons why: good weather, taxes, schools. You have Apple coming, RTP. So the the it's very popular, but. They're already boots on the ground. So that means there's 31 offers, 30 didn't get it. So 30 people are out there looking for homes now. So if you're all thinking about listing, I always tell you this, you'll be blown away on the equity that you're sitting on. And yes, where am I going to go, Turb? We can come up with that game plan. Most importantly, if you just want a no obligation market analysis, reach out to me. Be more than happy to do it, like I said, just to have an update because we've seen almost a 25% appreciation over the last 12 to 18 months. So that's my real estate update. We always like to keep everybody informed. I'm going to take a quick break. And on the other side, I'm going to have Dan Severis. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing in the triangle, Michael Turbot with the Ida Turbot Group, Coldwell Banker HPW, will put you in position to win. 
With almost 15 years of real estate experience, Michael and his team will help navigate you through the real estate transaction from beginning to end, always putting your best interest first. In today's competitive real estate market, now more than ever, selecting the real estate professional to assist you with your biggest investment is vital. Please contact Michael Turbot today to find out more on what he and his team do to separate themselves from the rest and help you accomplish your real estate goals. Remember, who you work with matters, and Michael looks forward to hearing from you soon. And welcome back to the Super Turb Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert with the Ida Turbot Group, Coldwell Banker HBW, here with Dan Severis, board member of Triangle Beagle Rescue of North Carolina. Dan, I know everyone's looking at here in Facebook world, YouTube world. Tell everybody again. I know I've said your name about six times, but stay your name and where you're from. Thanks, Turb. Uh, my name is Dan Savarese, and uh, I am from Raleigh. I live uh, right here in North Raleigh. Right, right. You're originally here. born and bred. No, no, no. Born and bred, Syracuse, New York. Mm. Uh, moved here in '93. My claim to fame, at least not even fame, but my old roommates from Watertown. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know I've never Watertown. been there, but I just when people say Syracuse, he's a big Orange fan. Um, you know, my uh, Panthers are playing up in Buffalo. Yep. Um, it's not going to end well. Um, it's going to be cold they're, there. They're my Buffalo Bills. I so. know. We're, it's, we, it's not going to be good. Uh, hopefully Allen won't play. Watertown's way up there. It's up there. It's way almost way Canada, up. right? Yeah. So right how long has Triangle Beagle Rescue been in existence? So Triangle Beagle Rescue is a um, breed-specific rescue started in 1999 in the Triangle area. Okay. 1999. Okay, that's, that's, that's great. And just for the Triangle... And when did you get involved with them? So I could tell you a long story, but I'll make it kind of short. Um, when I, right after I moved here in '93, uh, I found a dog like like a lot of people do on the road. It happened to be a beagle. Uh, he was a young dog. I had him for 15 years, and in 2009, uh, when he passed away, I told my wife Tina. I said I really would like to do something to give back to these animals. I see a lot of them on the road. Um, you see, you know, a lot of them, unfortunately, uh, hit by cars. And I wanted to do something to give back and to kind of um, memorialize my, my dog, Junior, who was the original one that I have. So, and that was the beagle. That was, that was the beagle. So 2009, I reached out to Triangle Beagle Rescue, just did a Google search, reached out to Triangle Beagle Rescue, and um, got started just getting involved with them shortly after that within a couple months um tina my wife and i were both offered board positions um with tbr and i've been doing it ever since that's fantastic i mean and so when you say because you say board member and leanne tinbush is a great friend i'm gonna give you a little backstory how i met derek and leanne tinbush okay. they're very good friends of mine but i met derek through poker yeah you know a poker he, player too. He, yeah you are great yeah. he now he um i, I love tournaments and uh, me being a former coach, basketball coach, I was like learning. And yeah. I was like, I need a training site that is specific to tournaments. And there's Tournament Poker Edge. And then I look at the pros or the people working there, and I see Derek, and I see he lives in Cary. Yeah. And so I email him, like, hey, man, do you coach? And so he, he had me over, and we play, you know, first time I met him, we yeah, became. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Player. And we became instant friends. And um, through that, I knew they were already involved with TBR. I've always loved beagles as a kid. I, my first dog was a chocolate lab, Santa Claus. I actually brought him to me, All right. third grade. But I always loved beagles, and um, 
and so anyway, long story short, 2016, well, actually 2015, um, Jingle came into our lives. Yeah. They, they actually, Derek Lee and Foster Jingle. My wife didn't know she was getting a dog at the time. Oh. And um, I got my mother-in-law in my corner, and before you know, we had Jingle come in. And then we had Jingle now. She just, uh, we just celebrated her, her sixth year gotcha day on the 14th. Oh, so we had the uh, pie or a cake or, you know, the dog cupcake. Yep. And then about two and a half years ago, um, we got Max because we wanted Jingle to have another beagle. I remember Jingle. I don't you know, know if I remember Max. Max is a good boy. Um, is it Gene? Gene? I'm trying to think who fostered. I apologize. My name, mine's gone blank. But then Jingle's getting a little older. And we wanted Max to have a, a buddy as well. And then we got Sparky. Nice. We got Sparky probably around August, and he was pretty skittish. Um, but another dog you guys save. And I'm telling you, I couldn't imagine ourselves. We have a, I have actually a son and a daughter. <laughs> but my, my wife makes fun of me because I react faster to the dogs if there's an issue. I have him in the vet within 30 seconds. Yeah, right, you know? right. And, like, your kids could be falling. I'm like, just put some dirt on it. But we couldn't imagine. They're, they're an extension of us, so we appreciate what you do. So I, I don't know if you really address this, but what do you do within the organization now? So primarily now I, I uh, do the, the computer stuff, the technical stuff, not the social media stuff that's totally um, – uh, Leanne, um, and there's some other people who handle the website as well, um, or the, the front end of the website, but it's back-end stuff, um, databases, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, more, more technical stuff. Do you help with any Keeping the all the records. I don't. I don't okay. do. All right. Um, I, I do foster, mm. um, and my wife and I have been fostering, so you know we do that part of it, but adoption, the adoption piece is primarily Jody. Um, she's she the, does a good the, job. She's the adoption coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got a, a great group of people that i really want to recognize as our our application coordinators mm-hmm. and they do all the you know they process all the applications the phone interviews the home visits they get all the volunteers to do all that stuff that's just a lot it's a ton a ton of work i used to do it way back when in 2009 i used to do it all by myself and now there's like five or six people who do it because we have just really grown would, would you say a lot of people come pretty far away to, to get the beagles yeah so over the past few years we've noticed that we've kind of saturated the market here in the triangle so a lot of the applicants that we get now are from out of county or out of state um we have adopted i think two dogs to alaska i heard about Um, that actually california we will adopt to anyone um the the caveat there is that you've got to be we're not shipping a dog out to come get it they've got to come here and and get the dog and you know, coordinate all of that transportation. Yeah. So, in total, how many people are involved now with Triangle Beagle Rescue? Home oh, with including volunteers because you know there's the fundraising team and there's you know, there's a ton and you guys of do this teams. with no money. Like this is nonprofit. I mean, definitely nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, we are all not. We are all volunteers. There is no. There are no paid employees yeah. with Triangle Beagle Rescue. We do not have a facility. Um, that's what also makes you guys unique. That's you know? the other thing. And, and so when I say we don't have a facility, that means all of our dogs are kept in individual homes. Mm-hmm. So we get volunteers who say that they would like to foster an animal. Um, we will pay for that animal's um, veterinary needs while they're being fostered. But we ask that the foster pay for food. Uh, we do try to get donations and things for the for the food, but, but we do ask that they pay for food. But, yeah, no facility. It's all just... The, the life's blood of of any um, 
rescue organization like ours is our foster homes. And currently, we don't have enough foster homes. I see those messages all the time, and I'd love – I just – we're not home enough to help in that. I mean, plus I think I'd have 37 dogs. Yeah. Um, I know – most fosters, I commend everyone that, that does foster. I know it's emotional when they go, but I know, like, the talking with Derek, for example, he's like, it makes us happy because the dog's going to a good home. Usually the foster fails. I know, like, Derek Lee and have Spot, who's yes. great, but he wasn't ready to go to a home, so he had adjusted well in their life, yeah. in their house. Um, what do you do outside of TBR? Do you, do you have another, another job that you I do? do. So I do. You... I work for Wake County Public Schools. Oh, cool. Uh, I do um, computer stuff out there. I actually um, – So you got your hands full. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely got my hands full. But, but yeah, going back to fostering, um, I, I, you know, I think it's – it is something that a lot of people fail at the first time. But I really encourage people to foster. And the reason I do is it, it really does give you a good feeling when you know that a dog that you've you've taken we take dogs that come with no hair they come all beat up they you know yeah we've we've had a one of my foster fails right now has a, a broken leg that he got when he was in a car accident before we got him and you know you mm-hmm. see them you nurse them back to health get them healthy and then get them off to a good home it's it does it's bittersweet when yeah. you when you get a dog adopted out of your home you've had that dog for i had a foster for three years um, oh, and wow. got her adopted. She lives out near Charlotte now, and she's still alive and doing well. But that feeling of I've I've taken this dog um, and and nursed it back to health, and now it's it's going to a good home. You've done you've done your part. And the other That's thing awesome. is, you you as the foster get to make that final decision as far as who who is going to adopt your dog. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're taking the dog away from you and saying, oh, the dog's going to this home and you don't even know anything about it. You have that say. You, we, when we have a foster animal in our house and someone's interested in adopting it, our process is to take the dog to the, ho- to the home, the potential home, and and do that meet and greet, right? And you do and, the site visit too. So they well, know well the site yeah. visit happens before, oh, before we even right. do that. Yeah. Yep. So there's a phone interview and a home visit before that, and then the site visit that there or the the we call it a play date or whatever you want to call it. We introduce in the in the potential owner's home. We introduce the dog to the owner and any animals or children or whatever they have, and and then the the animal. We, well, we don't. What we do is we don't leave the dog there. So I will, I will say, and this is just my policy as a foster, um, I don't leave the dog there. I'll go and I'll bring the dog there and we'll talk and we'll, we'll, we'll evaluate things and see how things are going. And then I'll say to the a potential adopter, look, we're not going to leave the dog here today. We're going to go home and let you sleep on it. We don't want to put any pressure on anybody. We don't want to stress anybody out. So we, we go home. You know, eight times out of ten, they call us and they say, yeah, we really want that dog, right? Because we look mm-hmm. and we, we're trying to match him up. Jody does a great job of matching up homes with dogs. Um, but but our primary, our primary um, focus when we're adopting a dog is finding the right home for the dog, not necessarily finding the right dog for the home. We're focused on I the animal. It. Yeah, and I love it. Um, no, the process is great, even – us getting the third dog. We already had two dogs in the house. We went through the same process um, just to know that they're going into the, a good situation. What I also like about uh, what you guys do is no questions asked. If for some reason it's not the right fit, you you allow them to. You say bring the dog back to us. Don't you know take them somewhere else. Actually, um, we, we require that. Okay, yeah, um, that's a great point. But I like that you you kind of have a, a peace of mind as an adopter. You know, like. 
okay, if this doesn't work, I'm calling you back. Yeah, you know? if something happens. And you don't want something to happen. And I mean, the dog ends up, you know, biting someone or biting one of your kids and you're scared and, you know, mm-hmm. you we're not going to let you take that dog to the shelter. That dog comes back to us and we will deal with figure it. it out. We will figure it out. We yes. were, I remember we got Jingle. She had severe separation anxiety and she bonded to me quickly. Um, and it was December because, you know, I'm home more. And I would go to like a Panthers game, and she howled the entire time I was gone. Oh, yeah. But what get, helped her was a thunder jacket. Oh, I remember yeah. calling Leanne, going, "I don't know if I can do this because it's not fair to my wife." And so we didn't want to use medication as well. I mean, so we go and get the thunder jacket, and it was like night and day. It was like unbelievable, yeah. and it was also a sign when I we were about to leave. I she probably wore it for a few months, and then she got comfortable. But when she saw it, it was kind of like okay crate time right we can relax so that that is yeah, that those thunder shirts are are fantastic and that's good that's a local company from durham i believe oh, that's awesome um and i can tell you a little bit more about those the thunder shirts um is they have a great deal on the thunder shirt they say that it works for separation anxiety for thunder obviously fireworks it's fireworks um on about 80 percent of the dogs and they, they're not paying us they I weren't <laughs> sponsored by them or anything i just like the shirts um, they say it works for about eighty percent of the animals that you try it on, and they say if you buy the shirt, which I was what thirty or forty dollars, yeah, like if you buy the Thunder shirt and it doesn't work, you can bring it back. They'll give you a hundred percent refund, and that slightly used Thunder shirt will be donated to a rescue like us. I love it. Yeah, we used it for Sparky for the fireworks. He's good, and then uh, Max, he chills. He, we have no problem <laughs> relaxing, so we're we're good. But yeah, it was that that um. That saved us uh, with Jingle Bell, as we yeah, call her. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say, Triangle Beagle is the organization makes you like separates you from other organizations? Honestly, right now, um, I think the thing that really separates us is the dedication that we have from our, from our volunteers. Um, we have a super, super dedicated and engaged community of volunteers with Triangle Beagle Rescue. And that's really a lot in part, or, or that that's, the reason for that is because of our social media. Um, Leanne oh, and how Leanne. much that she does. She's just absolutely fantastic. TikTok channel's off the charts, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I know that um, Leanne, when she joined us, she didn't know much about social media or much about any of this stuff. Um, but Derek was the social yeah. media guy for Lone Rider, right? Yeah. I'm assuming she learned a little bit from him along the way. Um, and she has just really, really done a fantastic job of promoting us. Um, if we, you know, we get a dog. And, and the other thing about that makes us unique is that we will take in the really hard cases. The dogs that are heartworm positive, a lot of rescues will not even take a dog that's heartworm positive. They just say, no, we don't want to deal with it. We will take those in. My foster right now is going through heartworm treatment. Um, and we'll do that. You know the really bad cases where the dog needs, you know, an eight or twelve thousand dollars surgery. We'll we'll take them in. You know, there's a vote with the board. We'll say, well, this dog needs this, and um, you know, we'll try to raise money, social media. So thank God for our again for our community. I had fun with it on uh, Giving Tuesday. Uh, did it for three. We raised six hundred bucks through Facebook. Nice, Derek. I know does a annual. Uh, charity stream on Twitch for his poker. Yep. And he raises a lot of money. And I know you guys are always doing that. The one thing that I will also say is when you get your, get the dog, that's peace of mind knowing you don't have to worry about some things. For example, when we got Jingle, she had cherry eye. Yeah. Um, yep. And originally, 
had it operated on, but it popped back. And they, I remember Leanne saying, do you want to take her or do you want to wait? I said, no, I want her, you know, for, for Christmas. Mm -hmm. But then you guys lined up the next surgery at a place in Cary. They did a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. um, she had a little bit of a, a reaction to when she got spayed. Anyway, what I'm getting at is you guys make sure everything's taken care of. Absolutely. And, and to, to, the cost to adopt a dog is in my opinion, so minimal uh, yeah. for what you're getting. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and the, the veterinary stuff is really handled well. Whitney Walker, another one of our board members, she's a veterinarian, and so she really mm -hmm. handles and coordinates all that stuff. Um, it, you know, our, again, our volunteers are fantastic, just taking care of everything. We've never had issues with, you know, with dogs, uh, you know, somebody having a health, health issue with the dog after they adopt. They can always come back and, and uh, you know, talk to us about it um if it's if it's something that emerges after they adopt the dog it's not something we take care of but anything that that was a pre-existing condition we try to take right. care of no, I get so how many beagles do you have i think you may have already said this currently how many do you have no currently i have um beagles i have five dogs at the house i have three beagles of my own i have one 17 year old chihuahua <laughs> and i have jess who's a current tbr foster that's a good combination right yeah. there so why do you love beagles I, I guess it's junior junior was my first guy um junior's the guy in my arm right here um he, show everybody uh, if you here, can see here i don't know if you guys it. It there's junior yeah that's awesome. And uh, yeah, on there, that one. This one's Samson. I can tell you the story about Samson here. Samson. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's another one of my boys. Now, Junior and Samson are both not with us anymore. So I'll tell you um, a story. This is a little story about how I really got involved and how um, I think the Beagles stole my heart. Um, it was late summer 2009, and right after I had gotten involved, and I got a phone call, or maybe I saw a social media post about a, a laboratory in Cora Peak, North Carolina, which is in nowhere North Carolina, um, that was being shut down because PETA had done an internal investigation or a covert, under you know, uh, hidden camera kind of investigation and found some abuse was happening at the lab. Um, there was an unknown number of beagles, rabbits, horses, pigs, other kinds of dogs, cats, whatever. There was all these animals. Um, and I, we knew that they were shutting down the lab, and we didn't know what the result was going to be from that, uh, what was going to happen to all the animals. So I don't know how I did it, but I ended up calling the doctor at the facility, and this was on a Thursday morning. And... I called the doctor and I said, I would like to come and get as many of these beagles as I can. What what can I do? And he said, well, if you're not here by noon tomorrow, we're going to euthanize the animals. Oh, my. So we immediately scrambled. Uh, again, our volunteers are awesome. We immediately scrambled, called all our volunteers, called people to set up temporary foster homes. Uh. We must have had 15 or 20 cars and vans with and the, each animal had to have a crate um so we had crates packed in cars and we drove out to Cora Peak, north carolina stayed there all day um they were very nervous they didn't want any bad press they didn't want any um publicity no pictures so we had to stay across the across the road Long story short, we spent all day there. We ended up getting 36 beagles that day. That's awesome. Um, and we didn't leave the parking lot until every animal in that building. Now, it wasn't just Triangle Beagle Rescue. It was dozens of other rescue groups from all over the country. They were all coming. 
everybody came from all over the country to get these animals. Um, it was amazing. When we left, not one animal remained in that building. So well, what's cool is I know we've met before, but this is most we've gotten to know each other. And I can I can tell people that are listening, and you can see your 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 passion yeah. oozes out yeah. because. The, another question I always ask a lot, you know, I ask people is why you love what you do, but it's pretty quite evident why you love what love you do, and that's dogs, to help those, the, those, the ones that don't have voices, Yeah, you know. Um, so what do you see TBR, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are involved, but where do you see TBR in five years? What, do you have certain, do you guys have certain goals to, to reach, or? You know, as I think as long as we're saving lives, as many lives as we can save, I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, awesome. I, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, there are other rescues out there to have facilities that pay people. And I guess for me, I'm, I think that's okay. I think it's a, a, a great idea, and if it works for them, great. But for us, what we've got going is working, and it's working well. The one thing that I would really like to see is more foster homes. Um, if we had the more foster homes we have, the more dogs we can save. It really comes down to that. So in five years, I just would hope that maybe we have more foster homes. There has, has been talk of a chapter in Charlotte, but we would need dedicated people in an area like Charlotte um, to to start to start that that branch or chapter. Um, so that, that would be a difficult thing to do. I, I think it would be great, um, but it would definitely be a difficult thing. Yeah, no, I mean, for the dedication and commitment, there's, there's, there's no question. And the story you talked about going to rescue those dogs from the, that, the, the, the laboratory. It was a laboratory. Um, what, do you have another, like another story that stands out? Like the, I always, the question I have is a cool story you've been a part of with TBR. I mean, I know that was an amazing story. Is there another one that comes to mind? So the other one that I can think of is my personal um, uh, foster, Roxy, who I was saying I had a foster for three years. So this was way back um, before uh, the Cora Peak. This is right when I started. Um, we got Roxy and she was a completely broken dog and i'm sure you've seen them right mm-hmm. terrified of everybody particularly men large thin foxhound she might have been 3 to 6 months old when we got her but she was a, a large dog um beautiful sweet bonded with me bonded with my my one of my other beagles uh bonded with my wife we just loved her so much but we knew that where we were, we have a fairly small house and a fairly small yard, and she's a big she's a big dog needs to run. We knew we weren't the perfect place for her. We thought about adopting her many times, uh, um, but we we never did. And we got her adopted once. Helen saying hello. Hey, Helen. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for the comment. We uh, we got her adopted once, and she came back because she was too timid. Mm-hmm. Um. And she, they said she just stayed in her crate. Well, I, I understand that she stood in, you know, that's the way she was. She was just terrified. Um, and then we, we found another adopter for her, got her adopted out again. And she and the other dog that she was supposed to be partners with did not get along well, so she came back. <laughs> again, now this is just breaking her even more. Yeah. So one day, a uh, family calls, and they said, yeah, well, we, we want Roxy. And they're out in Mooresville, which is near Charlotte. And they, they, they came to Raleigh, and they were super nice people. And they said, 
we, we think we really want Roxy. They met Roxy and, and things seemed to go well. And so Tina and I took, took Roxy, put her in the car, drove out to Mooresville. And we, I remember talking on the way there and we said, I know it's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to bring her there. And typically what we, what we do is we'll leave, leave the dog at the house and go like have lunch or something and see how things go when mm-hmm. we're not there. So we, we left Roxy at the house. We went, we had lunch and we, we said to each other during lunch, we know what she's going to be. We're going to go back there. She's going to be under the bed. <laughs> she's going to be terrified, shaking, and the family's just going to say, we don't want her. Well, we drove back up into the driveway. We knocked on the door, and we said, how's Roxy doing? And it was the mom. And the mom said, I don't know. I think she's upstairs playing with my son. No. So we went upstairs, and there she is wrestling on the bed with the, with the little boy. Um, That's my dad. And... <laughs> And uh, she's wrestling on the bed with the little boy, and I'm happily ever after story. Just fantastic. She bonded with the boy. And they come back for Beagle Fest and our events all the time, and they're great. And they send us videos. They do um, they do agility training with her. She's got an, a sister that looks just like her now. It's just awesome. I love it. Well, cool. I can't thank you enough for you know coming on. You're not done yet. Okay. I have some rapid questions for you. Cool. I ask all my guests. Uh, then we'll take a small break. Then I feature a local beer. Okay. In this case, you'll know who I'm going to feature. Uh, All right. Quite, I'm quite. a big beer guy. All I've been, right. I've been cool. home brewing for decades. Awesome. Well, we're going to be hanging out more. Um, so, favorite restaurant? Here? Anywhere. Favorite restaurant? Any, anywhere. Oh, that's tough. So, I got um, some good questions for you. Oh, there's Derek. Derek's saying hi. What hey, up, Derek? Derek? KB, as we call him. Um, I don't know. You have to come back to me on favorite restaurant. All right. That's well, hard. then favorite food. Favorite food is probably. Uh, I'm sorry. It's chicken wings. Chicken wings. Hot or flavored? Buffalo. Buffalo. But is it buffalo? Okay. Hot. All right. Favorite. Hot ba- or the better. Favorite band. Favorite band. I just threw this question. In. I threw a little wrinkle in. Oh, that's a rough one. Let me go. I'm going to throw back 80s to you and go Genesis. Whoa. You know, he just was on. Phil Collins was on tour yeah. not too long ago. Favorite sports team? Is the, the Bills. Bills. All right, we got Like I said, we're playing this weekend. I'm not holding my breath. But. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. We lost our last yeah. two. Um, what do you like to do when you're not helping Beagles find oh, their forever home? Man, what do I like to do? I love to hang out with my cul-de-sac. My cul-de-sac friends oh you just hang out i just love it you said it. you we, like poker too we love to play poker. KB, we, if you're listening to this let's get a game we play get, some tournament we poker. can do a, a triangle beagle live poker charity yeah. that'd be fun love to play poker yeah love, love to hang out with my beagles there that's the best hanging out with my wife in the cul-de-sac that's cool no yeah. that's yeah all favorite, the little kids i love them favorite movie now i know there's genres so you, there could be but the way yeah, i like to phrase yeah. this is the movie you come across on the satellite or TV or whatever, it doesn't matter where it is in the movie, you just start watching it. Yeah, Jaws. Oh, yeah. Need a bigger boat. Favorite place you visited? Crete, Greece. Oh. Yeah, for cool. my honeymoon. How about where somewhere you'd love to go you haven't been to? Love to go, haven't been to Ireland. That looks gorgeous, yeah. I'd like to go to Scotland with my dad. Turbot's yeah. the Scottish name. Yeah. Uh, he and I went to, we did a, I'm a big history buff history major and we did the beyond band of brothers uh, tour oh. in 2016 and we followed the steps of the easy company we went to uh, um, normandy um bastone um, luxembourg munich it was amazing it was awesome nice um you can have dinner with two people dead or alive who are you having dinner with 
two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a political guy, but I think I want to go back to uh, the 80s again. I love my 80s mm-hmm. and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, and I guess, let's see, second person, uh, Churchill. That'd be, when we went, so Big Panthers fam. 2019, obviously pre-COVID, uh, the Panthers played the Bucks in London, and I always told my wife whenever we go play there, we're going. So my dad went. Yeah, that'd be great. And my best friend, uh, one of my best friends, went. And right when we got off the plane, we took an hour nap. And we went to the Churchill. Have you been to London? Okay, they no. have a Churchill Museum or where the bunkers were. You yeah, know? awesome. Oh yeah, they I'd didn't even open that. that thing up for six fifty something years. Yeah, but it was where they were staying during the Blitz. And it was about Churchill. He'd be someone to have a beer with. There's a three-part document. I think it's a three-part documentary. Or maybe it's a two-part documentary. Anyway, it's called The World Wars, and it's on the History Channel. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. And I mean, the story about Winston Churchill is amazing. great. Yeah. And how he, yeah, well. He liked his cigars. Um, all right. Lastly, I ask everyone as well, uh, before the rapid question segment I started, but I always ask this question. Never a wrong answer. I always say if and when or when the Super Tour podcast retires, I can make like a book with everybody's comments, but... The best advice you've ever received and by who? Um, best advice I've ever see, received and by who? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know word for word, but I was taught by my dad um, to work hard and be nice. Hey, can't go wrong there. Yep. I like it. Any last words you'd like to share before we take a break? Uh, fosters, guys. We're looking for fosters. Why don't you um, tell everybody real quick? Obviously, I'll tag everyone when we edit the post, but maybe how they can get a hold of you yep. or find out more about adopting or fostering. Tribeagles. Be we are Tribeagles on Facebook, at Tribeagles on Instagram. I hope I'm saying all this right, Leanne. And Tribeagles.org um, is our website. We are def- desperately looking for fosters, so there is an application in there uh, uh, on the website. Um we are, yeah, we could definitely use some homes. Very cool. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Uh, for the podcast people out there, the audio style, so they can hear my commercial. It's really cool. Okay. Right. Uh, and we'll come back and feature Local Beer of the Week. All right, sounds good. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing in the triangle, Michael Turbot with the Ida Turbot Group, Coldwell Banker HPW, will put you in position to win. With almost 15 years of real estate experience, Michael and his team will help navigate you through the real estate transaction from beginning to end, always putting your best interest first. In today's competitive real estate market, now more than ever, selecting the real estate professional to assist you with your biggest investment is vital. Please contact Michael Turbot today to find out more on what he and his team do to separate themselves from the rest and help you accomplish your real estate goals. Remember, who you work with matters, and Michael looks forward to hearing from you soon. And welcome back to the Super Turb Podcast. I'm your host, again, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert with the Ida Turbot Group, Coldwell Banger HPW, a.k.a. Super Turb, a.k.a. Coach Turb. And I still have my featured guest, Dan Severis, with me with Triangle Beagle Rescue of North Carolina. And I wanted to feature my local beer of the week. They, I've, I've, been, I've featured uh, this company a lot uh, with different kinds of beers, but I figured today was fitting with how much they do and how much they're involved with TBR, mm-hmm. and that's Lone Rider Brewery. I know you do a lot of events. Um, I've been there. You have Beagle Fest, different fundraiser. Ch- you know, it's a great venue. Triangle. Be- um, I apologize, uh, Lone Rider Brewery guys. I know you've heard me talk about them, but 
they have two locations one over in raleigh which is by the airport and the other is the actually what they call the hideout over in wake forest um but they just do a great job if you're looking for a great brewery to go they're local got several draft beers on on tap different options whether you like stouts ales ciders now they're even getting into the out liquor game. Distillery you know? now, yep. Um, Their eggnog is phenomenal. I don't know oh, if you can get it now. But oh, oh like yeah, that. you got to try that. I um, I had my Halloween party there. You know, oh. I, I rented the little area where the brewery is on the patio. So nice. they, they're a good, yeah, they used have the food truck there. But go check them out. I'm obviously going to tag them on uh, the social media page here. If you go, tell them Turb sent you. Just have a blast. And no, most importantly, guys, they're dog friendly. You can hang out with your dog, bring them along. Uh, but go check them out. Uh, I want to say a big thank you again, Dan, for coming on. Thank uh, you. It's great to have you come. And lastly, I know we didn't really touch on this. You played Santa for your Beagle shoot. Yes, uh, yes. The, the picture of our thumbnail is Jingle. Yeah, so I, I saw that. So, uh, yeah, I will say, and I'll give you guys a little insider tip. So we try to do, Tina and I, my wife and I, are Santa and Mrs. every year. We try to do a different themed Santa every year. This year it was Santa in pajamas. I don't know if anybody <laughs> out there was was there, but uh, I'll give you a little uh, insider tip for next year. We're going to try, if it's not too hot, we're going to try to do Disco Santa next year. That will be awesome. And we'll make sure we go. We just got to make sure we give uh, Max car medicine. My boy has a hard time in the car. Oh, yeah. But Jingle and Sparks, they're okay. Um, well, f- that's awesome. Well, guys, if you like the podcast, please uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment. And most importantly, as I said before, if there's anything we can do to help you as well on the real estate front here in the Triangle, uh, we'd be honored to have the opportunity uh, to help you on any questions you may have. I hope everyone listening and watching has a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We may get one more episode in before the holidays, but if not, you know I'll be back after the new year. And if you're at all thinking or you want to be on the podcast, if you're a local business owner, have a charity, entrepreneur, you're a coach, Email me. I'd love for you to come on and tell your story. And it's, again, it's Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert with the Ida Turbot Group, Cobalt Banker, HPW. And as always, guys, remember who you work with matters. Have a great day. See ya.